Hey, y'all. We're We're the Antonellis. And we own Antonelli's Cheese Shop in Austin, Texas. With our Spark Cash Plus card from Capital One, we earn unlimited 2% cash back on every purchase. And it has no preset spending limit. So our purchasing power adapts to our business needs. We use our cash back to help take care of our most valuable asset. Our people. It may sound cheesy. But we like it that way. Capital Capital One. What's What's in in your wallet? wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash SparkCashPlus. This is Old School on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Oh, people. <laughs> Old School on a Tuesday. It's raining out. Uh, I asked Jay Foreman this question. Uh, let's bring in Judge Foreman to break this down for us. Uh, Rico, give me some music to set this up. Hear ye! Hear ye! The coat's in session. The coat's in session. Now, here come the judge. Here come the judge. Here come the judge! <laughs> We're going to need Judge Foreman on this one. Is this program, is the Nebraska football program, are they working to because they must win this year? Or are they working to build a program that wins every year past this? Well, I think. I mean, I think they're trying to do both, but obviously, you know, it's not even an elephant in the room. It's just like the known deal. You got to win this year, you know. So, um, I I do think that you can do both. I do think they're they're doing both. I don't think you can say, "Hey, look, we're only going to have uh, I don't know forty five. I don't know forty five guys or whatever the number would be, and say, okay, we're only going to coach you guys because we got to win next year. And once we win next year, then I'll start coaching the other sixty something. So. Um, I think they're doing both. I mean, everybody knows the the dynamics of the situation. You know, if somebody claims that they don't, then you're just pretty much trying to be, you know, trying your hardest to be ignorant. It doesn't mean that it's a, a you know, I wouldn't say the situation is unique in any way because in a lot of places you got to win every year or you, or you could be gone. I mean, look at Florida with Dan Mullen. Look at Sharkonando, the guy that was there before that went to two or three, two, Two out of the three or four years that he was there, he was in the SEC SEC championship. There's all types of you know different pressure situations. There's like, you know, Ohio State. You got to win a certain amount of games every year. You got to do all. I mean, so I don't think it's uh, any anything unique. But here in Nebraska, you know, it is what it is, and you got to do what you got to do. So uh, I think they're trying to do both. I think they're still recruiting young guys that they're envisioning that's going to be here for a long time. Um, but then also I know that they're trying to bring in pieces that both young and guys that, you know, from the transfer portal and so forth and so on that can help them immediately next year. And what that means is, is that, like I said, one of the hardest jobs and the best jobs you have to do is re-recruiting the guys that are on your roster presently as you're out recruiting guys at said positions, because you have to make sure that those guys don't lose sight of what the plan is and they are included in the plan. So every day when you're coming into practice, they're not showing up to practice thinking that they don't have a chance to compete or a chance to earn playing time or get better. So it's, it's a, again, a unique situation, but you know, when you're a coach and you're, you're, this is what you're paid to do. This is what you got to do. Um, it's an ever changing type of uh profession. Um, and it's not just, you know, on the head coach, it's on the assistant coaches. It's a the assistant to assistant coaches. It's to you know, like I said, Nick Saban and uh, I know Ohio State because I you know do some work with a couple guys that are alumni there. They have a ton of guys that are 
advisors uh, you know that are associated with the program to kind of help along that process to because they you know the more people that you have pulling the rope in one way is going to help it you know everybody long term as far as the program wins and losses so um at this point in time you, you know you gotta there should be no stone no stone unturned and it, it if, if there was a a way to have all hands on deck and not the ones that you would think that are the easy one to think of i would be doing it because uh you know, Nebraska is a great place. So, you, you know, you'd never, I mean, it's to, to me, if I was ever a coach, this would be a destination job for me. It it becomes a part of the messaging for the coaching staff to, to get on the same page. Hey, yeah, we, we need to win this year. And we've got X number of wins we need right. to get. Um, because then that narrative is, is handed down to, to the leadership. Sure. I mean, on the roster, like the message every year should be like win or you know win. We need to win a championship. That's what it should be every year. Uh, Do you think that exists here? Yeah, I mean, but you know, obviously, you know, we just haven't to the point of what we like. But you, I don't think that you should ever go into a season thinking that uh, you know this is just play play time. I don't. So I, I I don't think that it's ever a point to where they. They're like thinking this year is a year that we can lose, you know, eight games or anything like that or some, you know, anything along those lines. I think that every year should be a must win year. Now, granted, it hasn't worked out like that, but I, I there never should be uh, any type of mindset of like, oh, well, this, you know, we'll just kind of take a year off and then we got to wait. That's why I always have frustration with people that, and I get it, scheduling is, is a big part of it because you don't want to play. Ideally, you don't want to play, just say, for instance, Minnesota, Michigan, Ohio State, and then Iowa four weeks in a row. So the scheduling, the way that the schedule lays out is important. Who's on the schedule shouldn't matter. I have a problem with people that say, hey, look, the schedule looks a little bit easier. So, we, you know, I, let, let's just have a party, because, I, right? Uh, because then that's when you get – that's when you get that's when you get a little St. Saint, Saint Peter's against you, right? Against Kentucky. Oh, we got a good draw. We're playing St. Peter's. Well, dude, you and you in a double overtime, and these boys are coming. So, um, you know, I think every year is a you know a must-win year, and and that's the way you should approach it because you could have the same team. Say, say you went, just say uh, you went ten and two last year, and have majority of the team back. So, just say what is it, eighty something percent, right? Where you say, oh, we got you know high percentage. The next year, it's still a different team. Because you get what I'm saying? That's why it's so hard to repeat. That's why it's so hard to do. And you have to have a standard in place that right. you have to write. You have and to you have to from. deal with success. So that's the that's that's the hardest thing. And what do you, what is your perception of the success? Is your success is your perception of success being close or winning? I'm a very like Ooh, black say, and white. Say, say that again for the people you know, in the back. Like that difference that being close. There are people that were satisfied that are satisfied with that. I don't. I think they were. I, I. I don't think they were completely satisfied about it. I think they were probably. It was more tolerable versus uh, okay. getting embarrassed. Right, um, right. Now, and you could see, you could see some tangible, uh, what uh, tangible results or tangible like you are getting close. Now, the hardest thing is being close, and what can you do to get past it? And I always equate it to you're taking off in a plane. It's bumpy. And then you're in the clouds, and you never know when you're gonna ever get above, and it's all shiny up there. Well, sometimes when you're, you gotta actually 
put your head down and really hit the gas until you come out of there. And that's like not being a, you know, play to win, not to lose. That's paying, going, really ripping back the, the, the smelly onion to your details, your footwork, doing not a little bit more than you did before, doing a lot more than you did before without, without forgetting what you did to have some success in said game or said situation. And that's the hardest thing to do because, um, you know, it, it's it's human nature to focus on when people are patting you on the back. Then you lose sight of that, did we win or lose the game? Yeah. And ultimately, that's the great thing about football. Every play you can evaluate, evaluate yourself, did you win or lose, did we win or lose, so forth and so on. So it's just one of those things to build a you know winning culture. I do, you know, from everything that I've seen in – Red, I do like the, you know, addition of Casey Thompson and Purdy. I don't want to, you know, ever like, you know, not mention him, even though he's a little been a little nicked up. I think that uh, the ability to play the quarterback position with the also have the ability to um, use your feet a little bit, I think is, is something that uh, will pay dividends. And then, that, you know, then along with the hopefully the betterment of uh, the offensive line play, I think that uh, – you know, that's going to help out as well as far as uh, being able to ideally stop, you know, play side and backside penetration or a missed block at the point of attack. Getting more winning plays up front will lead to a more consistent running game, which will lead to a more consistent and explosive passing game, so forth and so on. Clock management, being able to really be a, a game one through 12 running game, you know, running team ability to close out games, close out halves, coming out of halftime with stand runs, right? You know, and it, it's it's one of those things that it all goes together. And then, you know, hopefully with the improvement on, you know, special teams and stuff like that, then, you know, everything seems to, you know, would be, you know, being in the right direction. But that all sounds great, but the hard, but it's easy, right? Because we could write it down on a piece of paper and all that stuff. But the thing that's hard is – uh you got to go out there and do it. And you got to sometimes to do it, you got to really go through the grind and really go through it I think and embrace it. I think urgency and narrative are important. The, the yeah. messaging is important. That's why I say the difference between a team who has to identify something that needs to be done now in the program and already having those things in place. Yeah, that's, that's and, totally and, different. And yeah. that's – I'm trying to figure out where the program is, is working from. That will help folks as they look at the spring game and what they're going to see in, in, yeah, in a couple yeah, of Saturdays. Yeah, the spring game is – that's a kumbaya. Okay. Well, but I mean, that's a part of the discussion. Yeah. That's where I wanted to take it. We'll go to break. When we come back, we'll close out one-on-one with that, with that old school with that discussion, and then we'll hand it over to one-on-one. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 